Welcome to another episode of Coffee with Mirko, episode 99. It's a double nine, big episode, and it's all thanks to you listening, thanks to you connecting, thanks to you uh, tuning in on this podcast. It's uh, always, always good to, to have you all. And, uh, well, Mattel was super ready because uh, here he is, so let's bring him on. Hello. Good morning. Buongiorno. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Sorry to make you make you no. get up super early in the morning. No, no, no. Don't worry. Don't worry about that. Don't worry. It's just like the light is coming up now, so uh, we Beautiful. need to be like patient. Yeah, we need to be patient. Um, yeah, man. Like uh, amazing, amazing. That's exciting. Uh, congratulations oh. on your 99th episode. Well, you you are the 99th episode, so congratulations to you. <laughs> I, I, I am lucky enough to be inside this 100, right? Yes. Well, I'm lucky to have you here, and thank you for tuning in, man. Like, really appreciate it. And uh, Veg already started with the joke saying two Italians talking about coffee. Um, yeah, like, uh, yeah, we already discussed that the main, the main topic is going to be espresso, Italiano. Italian espresso, like why we yeah. love. No, no. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. We're of course. Not. <laughs> <laughs> We're um, that's right, uh, um, Matteo. Um, so well, thank you so much for coming. First, um, I know you're a busy man. Um, I guess we can get the ball rolling by asking you, how did you start your coffee journey? All right. So. Big question. I try to be very, very short because I, I like to talk too much sometimes. That's okay. I like it too. Uh, <laughs> so my journey in coffee started 20 years ago. I mean, wait, 20 years as a professional. I mean, like working. Uh, but you know, like I'm from Italy, small city, Italian family, and you know, like. We used to have, when I was a little kid, six years ago, seven years ago, we had a, a little gaja, one group at home, you know, or mocha pot. That's, that's what you, you drink your coffee, your family coffee every single day. So, you know, like my father, Matteo, go to make the coffee. You know, like, is the father saying, go to charge the machine, machinetta. That's how we, we call it, you know, and, you know, like, you start to make coffee at home, but without know anything, you know. But it's the habit, you know, every day making the coffee or mocha or start to, you know, like, pack the stress or, you know, maybe channeling all over the place, but that's the start. And then when I was 15, my first job was, you know, like, seasonal job. I'm from a seaside, so... There is a lot of opportunity for seasonal job, and I got a spot in uh, in a cafe, and I started to make espresso. Also, at the same time, I started my like high school, like high school, and I was doing um, I don't know to explain to English people all the time. It's about like a restaurant and cafes and bars, and you basically it's five years where you learn about 
restaurant management or hotel and then you need to decide a section like when you want to split you can become a chef so study more cooking you can study more like receptionist so like more languages more like communication with a customer and then there is the bar session that is a cafe and cocktails so i studied that and and while in the meantime i was working in restaurants or hotels and doing waiting, waiting, you know, and all this kind of hospitality job. So I started very, very early, early in my my life. And but you know, like nothing compared to what we're doing now. That's the reality. But it was about like you know, it, it's good sometimes to have like a a very solid base. And I have a very solid base. I mean, like it's not about flat white. It's not about you know, like anaerobic special something like crazy but you build something and also about like customer service that is really helpful to work right now because you know like how customer works and all the experience you have and and it's beautiful then finish my school start to work in a cafe but then i was i was saying like okay what outside this I need to explore. I needed. I needed to explore. That's what I, what it felt like. So, I stopped making coffee and and I went to do like I don't know, postman, plumber, electrician, man, like crazy jobs, like a lot of jobs. I dressed. Um, so. Why was it? Was it? Was it for money or was it for you? You lost a bit of love and passion for hospitality. I never loved, I never lost the passion, but you never know, and, I, and I'm gonna, I'm not gonna arrive to the to the point. You never know how how important it is one job or something until you don't lost it or some, some, you know, when you miss it. So basically, that was the thing. Like, I needed like a push. I needed to understand like, is this really what I want, what I want to do? And so I start to go other jobs, and then what happened? Then I came back to cafe back to coffee all right but then i was like i need something more i need really something more and so i decided to quit everything with all my savings go to university now vag is uh, making questions wait one second let me finish to talk <laughs> uh, and so basically went to university i like food i like coffee i like food everything is like drinking and and eating, uh, it's my passion. And so I went to study food technology. And so I changed city, I moved, and and that was amazing. And so having amazing knowledge every day, this helped me also like to be, you know, like to, to be where, where I am now, because, you know, like all the chemistry and stuff that you used for study manuals, pass the exams, you know, like, you know, that's going to be useful, but you never know how. And, and basically, yeah, like, uh, I did a university, I graduated that. And then my plan was to continue to study, continue to do research. And I moved to London. I moved to London. And, and basically, my plan was to be here six months to study English and then move to Belgium to do a master's degree in international food science and yeah that was six years ago so 
and you're still there. I'm still here. I mean, like I fell in love with the with the with the city. It's amazing, and the opportunity that this city can give to you is incredible. Um, I don't know, like spending one year here is like spending five years in Italy, even more. Because yeah, everything moves so fast. Uh, you can change career very quickly. You learn, you can learn a lot of things. There are a lot of like amazing people living here and working here, helping you. It's like a lot of communication. And so I decided to stay here. And actually, I didn't study any English. I started to work in coffee. And, and you know, like you start to get this new thing. Like, you know, just like, what's the fuck? Why? You know, like, what is this? And, you know, like, you start to research, start to study, you start, because that's my mind. My mind is about research. And my mind is about, like, what, what's behind this? Why this? So, like, I start to be more and more into, more into. But there was an, a moment where Ilona said, okay, let me try something else. Okay? Because I study university, I have a degree. I study coffee as well, because my thesis is on green coffee. Um, but, you know, like, I want to explore something else. So I found a job in the office for one year. So I started to do consultation for food safety to companies, like, uh, restaurants as well, um, mostly factories. They were making food and I was the, the consultant for keep the food safety right. Very hard to do that. And, oh, I and um, but then after a year, they like, it's not for me. And basically what I realized in all these years is every time I was going back to coffee. And then when I realized you know what? I tried, I tried for several years, and that means that my life is in coffee. I have other passions, of course, like everybody, but you know, like what I want to do in my life, this is what I want to do in my life. You always go back to coffee. I always go back to coffee. And so uh, here I am. And I just rolled my sleeve and I said, like, let's go full on. That's what I'm doing. I'm going full on. And, and just for context, obviously, you know, then you started, obviously, you work in a, you know, a beautiful spot in, in London. And yeah. uh, like, what, what do you do? What's your day to day mentions? Uh, I'm just a simple barista. That's the reality. The, the thing is like, you know, um, I believe, I believe that, um, as Buck says, you know, like, that's, that's, uh, Buck is here connected. It's about, like, when you love the job that you do, you don't work any day. Like, it's not about, uh, you can get coffee, Buck says. Okay. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I cannot. I'm Italian, of course. Of course I cannot. I mean, like, it's in my range, you know? Um, the thing is, like, um, when you love, when you, 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 you love, when you do something, it's never like stressful, you know, I mean, like it, it is, it is, especially when you work as a barista customers and, um, you know, it can be stressful, but if you like what you do, it's never, um, it's never hard. And I like to make coffee. I like to make coffee to people. Uh, for me, it's, it's more about not to drink, but you know, like give a smile to people and that makes your day. I, barista can make, can, can make days to, to people. 
just to be the simple simple coffee in the morning, uh, small chat, and and that's something that I really like, I really I really enjoy. And people, what people don't realize is that can be a real job, Marisa. It's not a momentary job because what I see here, especially like in a big city like London. And it's so normal. I mean, like even in Italy, it's the same, you know, like you get your temporary job as a barista because, you know, like there are plenty of jobs. But can be a serious job, can be very serious. And I think like people sometimes they don't really understand that. Um, or how hard it is make an espresso. Or because for people, they, they see from the other side just a guy pushing buttons and that's it. Easy. All right. But what I realized, what I realized during the first lock, after the first lockdown here in London, what happened is that a lot of people bought espresso machines for home, okay? Um, because the cafes were closed. So they start to make espresso at home and they realized that it's not easy. That's what they realized. And yeah. And they start to ask questions, so like when we reopen the shop, they start to come to, to us, buy beans, and have to say like, I have this coffee machine, but I don't know how to use it, it's not coming good, as it's coming here, you know, and, you know, my answer is all the time, well, you know, like, you cannot, for sure you cannot have the same quality, because this machine might cost 500 pounds, this machine may cost. 30,000. So, like, the quality of the machine is different, but also it's about the quality of the beans, you know, but also it's about the the, the manual, like, the, the, the skills that the, the person has at home. And that's, the, that's the, the reality. A lot of people, they ask me, like, oh, I want to buy a, a very good machine. How much is that? They're like, well, you can buy, like, 4,000, 5,000, not a problem. But more expensive you go, more skill is required. Because you, if you want to get like a professional machine for home, and then you need to know how to make coffee. But yeah, anyway. I guess I guess sometimes having the spending the money will force people to get into it and uh, learn about it and maybe take up courses. And that's something connection to what you said about. I think you know in this day and age, if you're if you're a good skilled barista, even in countries. Well, not every country, but even the countries where maybe the, the salary is not great as a barista, there's other avenues uh, online. You can have uh, one-on-one courses on Zoom. You can you can write a tiny book and sell it for five bucks on Amazon. You can uh, there's you know gadgets and you know uh, do you know start a page about your personal branding and merch and uh, there's different ways. Obviously. Uh, you know, uh, there's a requirement of work and uh, learning in, in that in that process. But I think that um, there's there's different ways to to sort of make it uh, viable as a career. Even though you're not in Melbourne, you know, like obviously Melbourne is easier, and we're lucky. We are definitely one of the best countries, probably for baristas. We were just talking today with someone who just uh, you know we were just talking how. In Melbourne, twenty dollars Australian dollars in per hour is very, very low for a barista. So yeah. it's twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight. I've seen forty two. Um, so it's it's 
Yeah. Um, sorry. Dollars is like double, I think. Like, I, I remember when I was in Melbourne, like, was something like not double, but something like that. was that. a while ago. You, you can walk. Okay. 2013? 20, I've been there. No, no, no. It was like two, 2017. 2000, yeah, 2017, I think. I think All I know average is that 10 euros, it's like $16, give and take. But what about pounds? No idea. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. No, it's fine. Yeah. No, the thing is, um, yeah, that is a really good point. That is also a really good point. The the, the living wage, you know, like um, uh, how how much a barista earns. That's the reality. Okay? Um, sometimes we are not very, you know, like we are not valued sometimes for 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 companies or you know, we're just like the guy that make coffee and they say, and they think that everybody can do that. That's the reality. Uh, yeah. Um, but you know, like the time with the, you give time to, to this can be a process where people just have to change mind and you know, as everything they need time. Um, it's also you know, like when you talk about Italy, Italy quality of coffee of Italy, you know, like uh, we have a very strong tradition of our espresso, and it's very difficult to to stick out from from the people to our habits, you know, like that's the tradition, it's very strong. But I'm saying that it's changing. It's, it's changing because there are new people, new professionals that are very like, they want this to change. And I think it's going to take maybe a generation to, to make it work. But I'm sure that it will. It will. But you need time yeah. for that. I, I hope so. Um, I think, yeah, it will definitely take a very, 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 very long time. Um, and it can only happen, in my opinion, if the boutique, the boutique shops and the boutique roasters in Italy, they sort of, I'm not saying go in hand with hand in hand, but they, we need to start a look at what the bigger guys doing. Because at the end of the day, you know, even when I was 15, so that's like a long time ago, like I remember when the first Zara came to Verona and I'm from Trento, uh, or, you know, when girls or, or guys would go to New York because they were lucky to go there for vacation, like it was all about the big brands. So Starbucks was like, yeah, I got to get Starbucks. So I think if we kind of have a little bit of a – I know it, it sounds terrible, but I had this conversation with Andre Ayerman, and he was talking how we tend to demonize the bigger guys, and there's a reason for it. There's certain things that are not cool, like – I mean, certain drinks packed of sugars and, and syrups and powders. Yeah. But there's definitely, they're they nailing the branding and the creating a hype for it. So then people justify paying five, six, seven dollars for a pumpkin spice latte. Uh, and I've seen it. I've seen it. Friends of mine who just I've walked in with a friend of mine recently who wanted a cold drink. And, you know, I obviously didn't have anything there. But, and uh, my friend ordered a gingerbread uh, latte and gingerbread man, you know, like the cookie. And to me, it's crazy. And it was like $7.20 for, for a, what they call it, like the medium size. I don't know what they call it. Um, so, but 
but I kind of like it in the sense of that they're gathering people and they're pushing more and more the concept of having a good coffee. So uh, potentially, you know, we just got to see what happened in Milan with uh, the Reserva. Yeah, I mean, like, Reserva is a bit different. You know, like, um, they do, I think that is more, like, disconnected by the usual Starbucks that you go, like, every single day and you are around the corner. I mean, not in Melbourne, because it's so that there is not so many Starbucks. Just in there's, the actually, there's actually, I think, five just in the CBD. I think I saw only five in the CBD, and that's it. I mean, like, I've been there for a few few. Like, it wasn't a lot, but I think. I well, you know, we, we can definitely look it up, that's for sure. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah There's no, less, yeah. Less London, that's the reality. I mean, like, 100%. I'm not, I'm not against, I'm not against this. Like, a lot of people, oh my God, stop that shit. No, it's about like, it's different. I mean, like, that's what you need to realize. You need to be open minded. It's about like, if, if a person like that, that's it. They like that. You cannot push someone else to say, no, this is the best. You know, like, you need to get this natural Ethiopia because it's the best. No, if I like pumpkin spice latte, I like pumpkin spice latte. That's the reality. 100%. Actually, doing this, say this, this is the best, you're pushing people away. That's the reality. That's the reality. One of the, the... it's a trick, okay? That's what I do all the time at work. A customer arrives and, you know, like the shop looks beautiful. They come and say, oh my God, it's my first time here. And what should I drink? Okay. <laughs> if, I was, if, if I was like a, you know, like a, a still barista, I mean, I am. But if I was like, you know, like a, try to be like super cool and say like, oh, you should try this anaerobic, blah, blah, blah. And this guy maybe never drink it. And what what is the expectation for this guy? This guy can say like, "Oh my god, it's too sour. It's too like, oh my god, I don't like it." The best the best thing is that I want to try something. And and my question is like, what do you drink usually? And this guy like ninety percent the the answer is oh, I drink flat white. Okay, I'm gonna make a flat white. Or as Vag said, I'm gonna make the best flat white to drink in your life. That's the thing because yeah, it's like uh, ask what is it is it is that the famous tzatziki flat white? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a special special thing. But the thing is like um, they need to you need to let them drink what they usually drink because that they compare which one is good, which one is bad. Because if I say like I go to Starbucks and I get a flat white, or I go to Costa, that is another uh, chain. Um, I go There's 14 in Melbourne, by the way. I just checked for you. 14? Uh, it's not a lot. It's not a lot, yeah. If you think it's not a lot. <laughs> I don't know many. <laughs> but the thing is, like, um, they can compare the two flavors of the same drink that they order. That's the reality. And then they can compare and they can say, oh, you know what, I prefer the Starbucks one. But they can say, oh my God, this is incredible. And then you can start to be more geeky and say like, ah, oh, yeah, because, you know, we wait every shot and because the consistency and we design this coffee for milk or, and, and then you can get the people interested, but not just, just like it's, pushing. Yeah. And that's in simple words. That's because you've gained their trust. 
the minute that they trust you um, and they understand that you got their palate at your interest rather than their wallet, and it's not about cross or you know push selling a higher price in coffee. And then at times, I think, you know, it's also, it's like, you know, we can go on the other spectrum of the barista world, you know, where there's so much focus on the technicality of it. But then baristas need to be extremely good at people reading because yeah. you might pick the very wrong person to talk about Ethiopians, natural, supernatural, and go super, versus, you know what, I've seen this guy seven times. He doesn't mind a chit chat. He's not on his phone. He's not listening to music. I think he wants to chat, actually. I'm going to ask him a couple of questions, and then I'm just going to go with the clothes. I'm going to go with the pitch. Uh, I think at some stage it's required. But also, he has to have something extremely disruptive, I feel. Like, I had a good friend of mine who's already in coffee uh, over at my place, and... Um, and at one stage, I brewed him a beautiful uh, coffee called Nikis. Um, no, it was Percy. Percy from 90 Plus. Yeah. And, uh, and even, and, and I bump into him today, and he's like, I can't stop talking about that coffee. And he's, in, he's already working for a very cool coffee roaster. So I think once you disrupt and give someone something that's just like, they will remember it for a long time, that's, that's yeah. it winning it's like when you go i don't know i mean like it's like in food you know like or in wine you get a, like a really incredible champagne just for an example okay you don't drink champagne every day it was just like one episode and that episode is gonna rem remember stay in your mind forever yeah. it's an experience that's an experience and, 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 and yeah and that's why coffee shop owners i feel there's a there's a there should be more emphasis on branding and then social media and pushing and like because it's the whole experience it's not just a cup so then they will actually recollect and connect with every time they see your branding as these guys are the best they do cracking coffee good service and all the list goes on so the sudden is that you become an institution and every time that they talk to someone about coffee they're like these guys or those guys, um, yeah. definitely. Um, Matteo, I think I think you know what's coming for you. Hopefully, you're prepared. Uh, halfway through the episodes, we uh, we ask the out of the box question. I'm sure you've heard it before. Um, if you could, who would you like to have dinner with? Oh, that's amazing. Uh, I know, I know. I was expecting this question, and to be honest. Um, one person, right? Sure. One person. Um, I have a question. Uh, after a uh, counter question, it has to be coffee related. Nope. Any anything? Anyone? Live, dead, from the future? It doesn't matter. Ah, really? Ah, okay. So, uh, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I think. I think. I think. Oh my god! Yeah, I I wasn't prepared. I was. I wasn't That's prepared. good. Um, yeah, because it's a really important question, you know. Like, uh, I think 
I think I would love to go to dinner with my first professor that taught me about coffee when I was 14. Okay. Because, because it was a very old school hospitality gentleman. That, that's the reality. Gentleman. He was coming all the time, like in uniform. And, and he taught me the first thing, like really like customer service and how to behave with customers. And he knew all the tricks. I just do have a dinner with him to let him know, you know, like where did I arrive? You know, like what's my, what's my thoughts? And thanks to him, like for all the, the, the knowledge that he shared me, like literally. 20, 21 years ago. That's the reality. And, and yeah, it was, it was a really great guy. It was a really great guy. And it was like a really old school. Like one episode was that, uh, um, uh, my, uh, one of my classmates came the day and he had his, um, his uniform dirty from tomato sauce from the day before and, and he was on service. So he had to uniform to serve people. And, and he went to the professor and he said like, um, I'm sorry, professor, I have all this dirty uniform because yesterday I was doing the, the, the class with the, with the cooking and I put all the sauce on my, on my uniform. And the professor said, that means that's good because that means that you work. And he make give him a high score. <laughs> you understand? It was like it wasn't like books and stuff. It was more about life. You know, like you worked, you deserve a good. That's why it happened. Because then from there, then from the next week, everybody was covered in sauce. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, wasn't happened. <laughs> what happened? <Did> you... <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Like, that's the kind of thing that. It remains in your mind. Like this episode remain in my mind. It's gonna remain forever until I lose my mind or I will die. And nah, that's and good. That's something that can remind, can remain you, and it can build something. You know, like in, in yourself. Hundred percent. No, it's good. Uh, and look, there wasn't, you know, a right or wrong answer for dinner. It's just a, a little halfway through a question because I feel that it's interesting to hear and also I like the idea that you'll go on with your day and then you'll be like ah actually I also would love to have dinner with this person of course I didn't think about it so you know you're gonna think about me at least once today and that's good uh, that's yeah, another I'm reason I'm gonna think about I'm gonna make a list for I'm sure days. you will Sometimes maybe people, you know, like I won't go to, I don't know, John Bon Jovi. I want to go dinner for John Bon Jovi. I don't know, like, but sometimes like um, it's good to, as you say, like, to go 100%. To I mean, look, obviously there's, you know, family, friends that we haven't seen in a while, famous people, but, you know, but by, by giving this one, it's just, it's just a good, a good little bit of fun. But, and I think I kind of want to dig more the Italian, culture and experience because this is it's very interesting to me so i've been in australia i'm nine years but okay. you know it's like every time i say i'm from italy they're like oh 
the best coffee. And I'm like, actually, I never drank coffee in Italy. Uh, I, I, I used to hate it. I started drinking coffee only three, four years ago here in Australia. Um, and, and it's interesting because I feel that, you know, anything with two sugars is tasty. Let's start from that. And two, uh, <laughs> well, not anything, but like most, no, you know, no, like no. two sugars, well, it's going to be a lovely, delicious, syrupy, sweet thing. Um, and then I think it's just the importance of experience and the, the, the cult, the, the, the ritual, right? So standing, standing bar, it's espresso, boom, let's go via. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously you're on holiday. And also because, unfortunately, we have the tendency of telling the world Italians are best at this, are best at that, and then, you know, which actually is a handicap because it leaves us behind us because I think that if we think that we're the best of everything, we don't push ourselves to innovation. No, it's true, it's true. Um, and I think that, you know, then, so that's the foreigners looking at Italy, and then we go our, you know, uh, fellow Italian citizens where, you know, I really like what Tostato, my friends from Tostato are doing because I went to visit them in Brescia and they do have a, let's call it specialty coffee selection just because it's easier. Uh, but then they still preserved, this, you know, you walk in and the way the shop is set up is, you know what, if you want to just have your regular Italian coffee experience, you're welcome. Espresso is just a little bit more expensive. I think it's a euro twenty from memory, um, but it's like you know. Then you go to the other side of the shop where you walk in and you start looking and reading, and it's like, oh, that's something different. But they preserve the Italian experience of a of, of a bar because uh, you know what a bar is. Everyone thinks yeah. bar is just alcohol, and yet they can initiate conversations around, uh, obviously, the other side of the shop. Uh, what's your take when it comes to your Italian friends or people who visit Italy? Yeah, okay, so the thing is this, okay. I want to say something, first of all, so I know, like, I have so much talking. Um, I'm Italian, and to be honest, I say, like, I like, when I go back home, I like to have an express, Italian espresso. It's Italian espresso, it's about, it's not about, ah, oh, it's bad, it's good. It's not, it's a quality. Okay. That's what people need to understand. Quality. And what's the definition of quality? Definition of quality is very different than what people think. Quality is not the best or the worst. It's not about high quality. That means that it's the best. No. Quality is a standard. Quality is, is an experience. Quality is very subjective. That's what is the, there is no definition of quality. If you go around, you find like different definitions, but that's the thing. Quality is about like when everything is, is standardized. That's a quality, a quality standard. Um, SCA is a quality because a standard and that's the quality of SCA. Italian coffee. That what what they serve, what people do. It's a standard. It's not made. Okay, you know what? Today let's roast in this way, and tomorrow maybe another way. Whatever the beans coming out. No, it's about like control, but the control in a certain certain way. And if that's what Italia likes, 
that's it. I mean, like, if Italians like that kind of quality, Italian quality, that, that's good. I mean, it's not bad, it's not good, it's, it's a different quality. And that's what a lot of companies, they, they believe in that. That's what they believe. If you talk with Italy, they believe that the coffee needs to be 11 coffee blend together. They, you know what I mean? They don't believe in single origin. They believe in the blend because that is the Italian blend. Italian coffee is the blend. For that's me, for me, that's okay. Like up to there is okay. Um, the part that I'm not, the, the part that bothers me is more the, that's okay. Like you, you, you know, there's a taste preference. Uh, I like it this way. You know, when my, when my parents came to visit in Melbourne, the first thing mom did was went to the Italian supermarket or mocha pot, illy. That's it, yeah, right? Like I took them everywhere else, but yeah, that's fine. It, that is not a problem. Um, no, no, no. At all. The thing is, okay. the thing is, if we get like the minute that we don't explore and accept other qualities, going back to your terminology of quality, that's when you're putting yourself above everyone, then you're stagnant in a position of you're not trying to improve because you think you're on top. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the thing. The reality is this. Now, now I'm, they're going to kick me out from my country when I come back. The reality is Italians, they don't know, understand anything. We just drink it. Because, as I said, like when I was a kid, I wasn't researching for coffee. It was already at home. You understand what I mean? My father was like, that's, that's where is the coffee in the tin and just fill it. And that's what you drink. It's not something that you start after, start to research. It's something that you already have at home. So it's more like a tradition. It's a, it's a, it's a ritual. And, and that's the ritual. And as I said, like, yeah, it, the thing is, like, people think that we are on top. It's just because that's what they live every day. People that never travel, they never, they don't know anything about what's outside. Um, every time, like, I come back, I bring some coffee, I bring my, my, you know, like, hand grinder or whatever, and I go to places where, you know, like, people that I know, I start to make coffee for people, I blow mine because that is something that they never drink. And that's what they say. Like, that's what they say. People, they can change. That's the reality. But I believe more they can change when... So the Italian ritual is about like having this cup of espresso with a you know single shot. Let's go single shot. The easy thing of Italy. That's why I believe it's easy to change in Italy. Is because you don't need to change the cup. So you don't need to tell to someone from drink espresso to drink filter or to drink uh, or from instant to drink espresso. Okay, you just need to change what is inside. So you just take out the old coffee and just replace it with a new one. All right, and they're gonna drink it. Of course, like if it's uh, something like very weird, they're gonna say, "Oh my God, what is this?" But there is a way to make the product that's inside a bit different, that is a bit tastier, and you can tell to the customer, "Don't put sugar inside. Just drink it like this." Because I'm living it here in London. Tourists come here. I feel like I'm making something, but I'm not gonna make something weird. I'm gonna make something that is very similar. But it's a bit better. Because sometimes controversy creates... Controversy is an interesting word because, like, 
it creates a bit of a, a buzz, creates a bit of a talk, right? It's like, oh, this place, this is happening. And it just popped in my head when you were talking about that. It's, it's, it's absolutely correct. Like, it's just a matter of replacing what's in the cup, not the actual cup. I guess that an interesting element would be, there's actually, I think it's two shops. But anyway, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, definitely a shop in Melbourne that's famous because they don't have sugar. No, no matter what, they, if, if you ask for it, if you beg for it, they just don't have sugar on site. They don't have it in the sachet, they don't have it in a little jar, they don't have it behind the bar. And if you ask sugar, they're like, we don't have any. Um, yeah, which would be very interesting um, more than any other places in Italy if you had a shop without sugar. It would be interesting to see. It would be interesting because if the coffee, if then they drink coffee and they're like, oh, I don't need sugar and I still drink it and I enjoy it. Anyway, that's some food for thought. It's just... Like it's, um, as I said, like the, the thing is a, bit, is a bit like, to be honest, like they don't really look at the quality of that. That's what I'm saying. Like, can, can happen in Italy to change the quality because you don't need to take out the ritual. You cannot tell to the people, oh no, sit down, I'm gonna bring your coffee. No, they need to drink at the bar. You understand what I mean? Is the ritual yeah. is the what you drink. You drink can we friend. can we I guess then change the mentality of the of the producers of of of, of the professionals in it? Because exactly. if like you were saying, you know, my, nothing wrong again with Italy, but like when they turn around and say, Well, this is it. That's how coffee should be drunk. That's how it should be made. We're the best. It's okay. The minute that you say, nah, Australian coffee, rubbish. Uh, American coffee, rubbish. UK, forget about it. Then I think no, you I'm lose sure. a little bit of credibility because, you know. Like, you know. The, the thing is, like, it's not about Italy says on top. Uh, no, no, Italy, like, in general, in general. Like. What I'm saying is just, like, they believe in blends. That's the reality. They believe in blend because that is the real Italian coffee characteristic. Um, I understand. It's like not a problem, to be honest. And, and that's, that's the reality. But the thing is, like, what I'm, what I'm seeing in Italy, what's happening is that a lot of companies they start to change. It starts already the, the, um, the exactly. There is Daniele that is here. And is the Italian barista champion this year? And see, that's a sugar exactly. There you go. That's that's happening. That's happening, and I'm seeing that. And slowly, slowly. I mean, like when you think about, you know, most of it in north of Italy, big city. It's normal. It's like London. London is all, all these things. If you go to a little city from little village in north of England. Do you think it's the same of London? I don't believe so. I don't believe so. So I believe that in its time, in its time, and as I said, like, yes, coffee professional, the companies, industry, industry they need to change. But for example, Lavazza, we talk about Lavazza, is the biggest coffee company. Um, and uh, they, they release a new, a new line. And it's called, uh, I don't want to make a. No, that's all right. Advertise, but they just released a specialty coffee, Lavazza. It's called 1895 by Lavazza. It's a different branding, it's a different, you can just search on Instagram. They just start a new page. It's called 1895 by Lavazza. And they do 
Opera Prima is a single origin from Yemen, they do single origin from Colombia, they do uh, Kenya, and it's a different branding. It's just start now in Milan. They have the flagship in Milan, and, and that's it, and they start to do that. That's, that's good. That's you good. Understand? Like, because, because they see that actually now there is a market for that. That's the reality. The things like if you feel adventurous, you start something that from zero, where you say like, oh, maybe I'd be successful or maybe I fail. But when big, big companies like Lavazza, they start to explore that market, that means that there is a big possibility. And, and I, I, I couldn't agree more because that's something that I said two years ago, I think it was two years ago, 2018, when uh, I was in Milan before, literally two weeks before uh, uh, Starbucks opened and, uh, and, uh, and I was staying at my friend's house and uh, he asked me, he said, what do you think? What do you think? I said, well, you know what? Because everybody's like, oh, it's going to fail. It's not going to make it. And a lot of people ask me that question uh, in the industry or no industry. And I said, you know what? I, don't, I can't think of any bigger companies than them that have a huge budget for their R&D, research and development. Um, and Starbucks ain't the company that opens to fail. <laughs> Like they have an algorithm, they have like huge money to understand really the demographic, the people that didn't do it to fail. So they obviously were, you know what, let's get in let's get in nice and early and there's 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 a there's demand. But because the reality is this is like they give an experience to us. You understand? Exactly. Like, okay, if you think about oh no, because Italians are Starbucks in Italy, you're crazy, there is Italian coffee. Italian it's experience. Italians are the first one to go outside Italy and take a selfie with a Starbucks cup. We are the first. 100%. You don't go there for, because the coffee is best, the best. You go there because it's fancy, it's a trend, it's a thing that like I uh, can make. Like I said in the beginning, Ramba. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's it. It's an experience. The branding is like, oh my God, I want to try it. I don't like it. I came here, I tried Frappuccino. You understand what I mean? It was the, yeah. the first one. That's it. I don't like it. It's too sweet. Okay. So, but I try it. I mean, like, and, and I tell you another thing, like Starbucks is, um, I go to Starbucks, you know, when, when I go outside of the country. So I don't know. I go to Belgium. My girlfriend is from Belgium. I go to Brussels. And if I don't know any coffee shop, I see Starbucks. I go there. Why? Because I know the standard I'm expecting. Yeah, I, I, I go to Starbucks only when, usually when, because um, that's the thing that about Melbourne that I don't like. Most coffee shops close at 3, 3.30, okay. especially in the CBD after the lockdown. It's been really difficult. Yeah. There's a little shop that closes at 6, so I always go there. But if I'm late in the city for work, for, for, for my business, and I need to sit down and pull out my laptop, then I've done it all a few times. And then, you know, Starbucks is open until late. They got Wi-Fi. And look, it's been, I never had a terrible experience um, in terms of in the cup. I, you know, the cold brew was okay last time I had it last summer, last year. But, you know, it's uh, like you said, and, and I think that's, that's the part that they understand most is what do consumers want? They want free Wi-Fi. They want something cool to show their friends. They want seasonal gadgets and merch. They want fast and speed and no 
and, and, and hear their names. Uh, they, they, they want something new every time, so they come up with those weird, funny yeah. names of drinks. And then it hit me once in Sydney last year. Um, it's, and, and it sounds obvious, but until you think about it, it's not. I just saw how much plastic there was, and I'm, I'm, I'm very big when it comes to waste-free. And Anyway, that's a huge passion of mine. And, uh, and I walked in, I was like, no, surely they've got to have ceramic cups, like surely. And they do. They've got cabinets of cups, mugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say, can I have a coffee, but in a, in a ceramic cup? They're like, sure, you can. And then I was upstairs, and I was on my laptop, and I watched all these people. They had the plastic one with the Starbucks logo. Yeah. And, and it hit me. It's because it's convenient for them so they don't have to do a lot of wash-ups. They don't care. Like, like it, it makes sense because then it's faster because then they don't run out of cups. And that, yet they don't promote the fact that they have dining cups. A lot of my friends that didn't know that. They're like, oh, what do you mean? Like, don't you just get a plastic thing? And like, I was like, no, I just sat down with a normal cup. And it's interesting how they also resell the reusable cup, like their keep cup with their brand saying, hey, we care about the environment. But then they don't promote the in-house you can drink out of this, which is, I find it very interesting and they just know what the consumer want. And I think that's very powerful. Yeah, I understand. That is one thing that I can tell you, like now I'm, I would say like, if I say this, like people, they will cancel me from forever. That's okay. It's not too many. Plastic, plastic. That's the problem. That's the problem of people. Okay. Because I come from the university and, you know, like you, you learn about materials, you learn about everything. The reality is this. Plastic is the best, uh, um, I would say, uh, preserved or material. i tell you why. Because plastic is, um, is how do you say, uh, it's light, so it doesn't weigh a lot. And... It's widely recyclable. The problem of this, the problem is not the plastic, it's us. Because we don't know how to use plastic. Because it's recyclable, but we throw it away. That's the reality. Okay, if you say like, glass is better, yes. Okay, to ship a container with plastic bottles or a container with glasses bottles, okay, always more. Glass takes more space. That means that you need more container. That means that you, t- you need more ship or more trucks, and that creates CO2 for the environment. It's the same. When plastic is, for example, for bottles, how they make bottles. So the plastic bottles, the size is like this. Basically, they heat it up and they inflate, and they create the stamp in the factory. So when they ship plastic, plastic in the bottle, it's actually like short like this with a cup, and then basically they mold it in the factory. So when you transport plastic, it's like very little, it's very light. The problem, as I said, is like that we don't know how to use it. It's not about the, the material. I, I suppose what I was saying on a wastage point of view, regardless in the sense of dining in with a, a takeaway, even if it's takeaway cup, like just a plain normal takeaway cup, it's just, it's still wasteful rather than, you know, yeah. out of this yeah. cup, a thousand people can drink of it versus a thousand. So it was more interesting to see the fact that they don't promote that, but that 
has a function to weigh my probably because they just want to have efficiency, do less workshops, so they don't need as many people on. Therefore, they have faster service. And then people are used to have, because of marketing and the way they make it look, they used to drink a lot of plastic. It's not about the plastic versus ceramic. It's more about the dining in still with plastic was very interesting to watch. But anyway, this is So another, another thing is like if the people work out, it works with a cup. It's a advertise for them. Yeah. 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 It's like I give you the plastic cup. You can sit down. You can go away. You can still have your coffee. And even because it's like like twenty ounces of coffee, you know, like. <laughs> how can you? La pinta, la pinta di caffè. <laughs> twenty ounces. So like, uh, uh, you go outside and you expose the brand for them. That's the reality of you know, like when you go to the takeaway. Um, Exactly. Uh, Ulta Fate, that is exactly, exactly. Yeah. Know, the thing about plastic yeah. is that we don't know how and when. Yeah, we exactly. Have... Like, the, the thing is, it, but the, the problem is this, it's about education. It's yeah. about educating people because I can, I can have people like, oh my God, plastic is bad. Why? What, what, what do you mean it's bad? Like, where, where do you hear that? Where, it's bad because we throw it away on the street. That's why it's bad. But it's not the plastic bad. We are bad. Yeah. <laughs> and, and look, don't get even started because people, people say a lot of things, but then it's like how much water, land, and resources is 100 grams of this ingredient, this ingredient, this ingredient, this ingredient, then we open up, yeah, we open yeah. up a Pandora box, but you're right. I think it, it is education and I think as well being open-minded to change because it's not about telling, going back to coffee when it's still plastic, it's not about telling, Hey, you're a bad guy. You don't know what you're doing with coffee. It's about, Hey, um, look, I'm just trying not to educate, educate to tell you what to do just because we all want a better environment a better world a better cup of coffee because i want to keep my job and in order to keep my job i need to make sure that i make the best out of uh, my main ingredients which is coffee matteo it's time flew because we got about five minutes and okay. then instagram will chop it and uh, we will be lose connection so before uh we close i just want to ask you a last question that i ask everybody um like ultimately what's your coffee mission what's your mission in coffee What's my mission in coffee is about, I like to educate people. It's not about educate. I like to educate people, but not only, you know, like how to brew the best or it's about educate people to, to let me know what is around and, and, you know, like to, to educate people to decide which one is the product that they like. Um, that is my mission, to be honest. And the way that I'm trying to go through this is, of course, is like different competition and stuff, you know, like try to be like on the spot. So um, people, you know, like you get more credibility, people that listen more to you. That's the reality. Also like competition side is more, I, I took it for me. So because when you train for a competition, you just like, research digging the, into the into the into the subject and you learn something new so at the end like you win another win 
you live with uh, you finish the, your your journey with uh, with more more knowledge in your mind, and that is it's, the knowledge that you can use. In it's about the process, and it's not destination, but rather just it's another. It's a journey. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's and something. We, yeah. Something that keeps popping up with the interviews with people who have competed, who are competing. It's just like, not, you don't get it necessarily straight away, but at some stage you understand that, you know, even winning WBC is just a start. Like, it's not, it's not yeah. okay, let's see. Thank you very much. And it's interesting. It's really interesting. Even because, like, I was talking with Capo from Finland, okay, and we were saying that, you know, it's our responsibility also to share information because because we studied a lot for 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 this thing, and it's 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 important to share and to and to and to be um, an inspiration for people and to be you know like to give something back. It doesn't need to be like, "Are oh, you pay me? I give you back." No, it's a bit like it's knowledge is for everybody. And it's adding value, hundred percent. Exactly. And being, you know, like being successful in competition it makes you like able to, to speak louder. It's true. And and I want to you know, like I like to use this for, for, for the better good, for the for the greater good. That's the reality. I mean like what I believe, of course, because I am not saying that uh, you know, what I believe is the only thing. But it's it's a it's it's a good it's a good thing and I like that. And I like when people asking me questions every day about things and, and I can reply and, and I can give solution to people and I bet I bet Veg asks a lot of questions to you and yeah, uh... <laughs> ask a lot of questions to him as well. Like uh, we all the time like ask thing, you know, like he's the espresso guy, I'm the filter guy. So he try to to anyway. And it's a shame about... it's a shame about COVID because otherwise you would have been in Melbourne. Yeah, nah. Again, 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 again. I was booking the next to two, you know, like when I get into the two, I get this one. Ah. Oh. oh, yeah. So I can't go been... riding a shark. <laughs> and I got it like in uh, St. Kilda. Uh, and I was like contacting the same artist to get, uh, to get another tattoo on the back in Melbourne for, for the awards, but nothing happened. So, nothing happened. That's okay. Well. I mean, like, but we we start to work uh, for for Athens, and we are very exciting about that. It's another journey, and I can't wait to to ride it. You know, well, hopefully we can share an espresso together soon. Yeah, we will, we will, we will. No problem. Anyway, uh, before you you finish, and uh, you said something before, and it was like something curious that I want to tell you that you were saying that Italian everything they do is the best. Right? Not everyone, but like, there can be. We have the best pizza, we have the best coffee, we have the best ice cream. But actually, funny thing that one of my best friends is in Melbourne, he's Australian, he's from Italian families, but he's a second generation Australian, Christian. And I remember when we worked together in London, he was telling me all the time, the best pizza is in Melbourne. The best coffee is in Melbourne. The best thing is in Melbourne. It's the best croissant, the best barbecue, the best everything was in Melbourne. So I want to tell you, just be careful there because you can be the next Italian. Oh, I'm just, I was just more referring to my Italian friends here in, in Australia and just the conversation. For me, I think, I think every, every city has certain 
things and you know we all have but it was more on a more very very bro generic level in terms of it's true it's true yeah but it's you true to, you need to go out more from lego street that's the reality <laughs> <laughs> that's right uh, that was good all right mattel thank you very much man i was i really appreciate your time and uh, i know it's much for inviting me and it's... hopefully we're gonna have another chat soon and hopefully we will we will we will next next week next week just before leaving uh it's a very important event and it's called brewing marathon you can search it on instagram we're gonna run a 24 hours live um with guests every 30 minutes and mirko is gonna be there you need to send me a picture of you oh that's right i forget keep forgetting and, uh, yeah I'm going to text you every day. I mean, like every hour now. And it's really important we're going to run a campaign for raising money for Rwanda, um, the landslides in Rwanda, and in uh, Panama and Honduras as well, like for, because the hurricane ate us. And yeah, it's a bit like, it's going to be fun and also like uh, helping uh, producers yeah. who's like, uh, who needs more than us, to be honest. That's 100%. And yeah, stay tuned and I wish Thanks, you like brother. everybody stay and you know, like live good life, healthy and drink all the coffee that you want. You don't need to care about the, if it's robusta or arabica. Just it's enjoy. Just to, just to, exactly. Just to be good, enjoy and that's it. Perfect. Thanks, man. I'm just very cautious of going to cut it. All right. Thank you, brother. We'll see you. We'll see you soon anyway. And we'll hopefully share a cup of coffee. We will. We will. Ciao. Bye. Have a good Ciao. Day. Bye. Hey, have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Ciao. That's a wrap. Thank you very much, everyone who stayed here. Thank you, Matteo, for coming. Uh, we're scraping for time because soon Instagram will chop it up, and I'm very always concerned about that. Uh, give us a 20-second, 30-second uh, countdown. Hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're well. Uh, tune in for that event. It's going to be a marathon of interviews new guests every 30 minutes you just heard it if you're new thank you for being here uh, we have other 98 episodes to listen to in the form of podcast igtv or youtube check them out we're gonna have episode 100 soon and uh yeah i look forward to see you all and if you're not new thank you for being here always appreciate your support whoever's in the chat now thank you and have a good day or a good night